ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we will be breaking down the NFL Top 100 Players. It just got finished releasing a couple days ago, so we're going to go into a full look into what I believe are the biggest points of the list. Starting off with number one, the number one player, Aaron Donald, who in my opinion, 100% is the best player in the NFL. I have zero problem with Aaron Donald being on top of this list. In my opinion, you can make the argument between him and Khalil Mack. I give the edge to Aaron Donald. In my opinion, Khalil Mack is second. This list gives it to Drew Brees. Now, when it comes to Drew Brees, he is rated higher than Tom Brady. That, in my opinion, is just false. There, there's no other way around it. It is false. And the reason I say that is, is because... Tom Brady won a Super Bowl last year. Everyone told him he's too old. He doesn't have the team around him anymore. The defense isn't as good. He's going to have to play better. People didn't think he was playing better. And what happened at the end of the year? He hoisted his sixth Lombardi trophy. Now, Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes are the only quarterbacks rated higher than him. You can make the argument, in my opinion, for Pat Mahomes. He's a freak, he's young, he looks to be like a veteran quarterback out there. But he's not Tom Brady. When it comes down to it, Tom Brady is going to win you 11 to 12 games a year. He's going to get you to the Super Bowl, and he's got a really good chance at winning the Super Bowl. I mean, you saw it in the AFC Championship game. Tom Brady willed, willed his team to the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes played well. The Patriots got lucky by getting the ball first. But when the Patriots got the ball first in overtime, what did everybody say? Well, this game's over. It's over. It. The Patriots won. Are we saying that if the Chiefs get the ball? Are we saying that if the Chiefs? That's my only question. Do we have enough trust in Pat Mahomes in his first year of playing? Obviously, he's second-year player, was a rookie, learned behind Alex Smith. But are we saying that if Pat Mahomes gets the ball, this game's over? 100% this game's over, and I don't think we are. I think the Patriots defense stood a chance. Tom Brady goes out there, scores the touchdown, game over. And that's why he is the only quarterback, in my opinion, in the NFL right now, that gets the ball in overtime, and everybody says, it's over. Now, with the next point, Tom Gurley at 5. I don't know how I feel about it. He's a really good running back, but is he worthy of being ranked as the top quarter running back in the league? I just don't think he is. That's a per- that's my personal opinion, but I don't think he is. I don't think first off, he's showing injuries, arthritis in his knees, and arthritis in your knees for a running back is not a good thing. You have to use your knees for a lot as a running back. Now, in my opinion, who should be rated as the top running back in the league? It is the man that they ranked as the fourth behind. Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, 
and that is Ezekiel Elliott. And the reason I think Zeke should be the number one running back in this league is, as a rookie, he led the league in rushing. His second year, he was suspended for six games. And if you take his average of yards per game, he would have finished if he played all six of those games. If you take the average, obviously, we'll get into the average in a minute. But if you take the average, he ends with 1,573 yards. The person that led the league in rushing that year was Kareem Hunt at 1,327 yards. That is a 246-yard difference. That is basically, what, two games and a quarter for Zeke? Difference. For the man that, if he played all six games, would have led the league in rushing. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, who's to say that he get, he, in one game he doesn't get less than 98 yards? So I dug in a little bit. In the six games that Ezekiel Elliott missed, the Cowboys played the Falcons, who had the 18th best run defense in the league. 18th. That's not even – that's in the bottom half of the league. Then they played the Eagles, who are fifth, who were 15th in NFL run defense. Middle of the pack. Middle of the pack versus great running back. Great running back is going to win that battle every single time. Then they played the Chargers, who had the 22nd best run defense. Another bottom half team. So, who's to say that he doesn't bust off for 125 to 150 game? And we're talking about... 1,600 to 1,650 yards on the season, which is a vast difference and a big difference in his separation from Kareem Hunt. Then they played the Redskins, who, guess what? They were 17th in run defense. Another bottom half team. Then they have the Giants, who were rated as 14th, but, and they had a good line. They had a good line. But if you put a back like Ezekiel Elliott with that offensive line in front of him, even at 14th, which is in the top half, which, yes, it is in the top half, but are we really saying that? Ezekiel Elliott won't get at least 98 yards with the best O-line in the league at that time. And then himself, who just gets yards. He gets an extra three, four yards than any other running back. Then they played. The last game he was spending with was the Raiders, who had the 10th best run defense. And on 16 carries for 61 yards. That was Alfred Morris's line. So if you, Zeke's in that game, they probably run the ball 25 times. So if you take, even if you want to give him that average of 3.8 yards a carry, and you give him 
25 carries. That's 95 yards. And who's to say Zeke doesn't average, say, 4.2 yards a carry? You given that is 105. So you see where people are going to say, yeah, he missed six games, but who's to say that average works out? I think with the defenses they played, he goes above average, and he's averaging over 100 yards a game in those six games, which probably puts him at over 100 yards per game for the entire season, further cementing himself as the best running back. Then you look at this past year. He led the league in rushing again. So I don't really see... Yeah, Saquon had a great year. I think he led in all-purpose yards. But Zeke led in rushing yards. And what is synonymous with running backs? Rushing yards. I think if you truly looked at the best running back, there's no question, no doubt about it, Zeke is the best one. I think Saquon is second. Gurley is third. And then you can debate it from there. Alvin Kamara should never be rated higher than Zeke because he's not really a running back. He's a slot receiver that plays running back. Yeah, he gets carries, but they have that split back system and who got a majority of the short yardage, first down carries. Mark Ingram did. Kamara got Kamara got carries, but he was effective out of the backfield throwing the ball, which makes him a receiver, not a runner. That is where I'm coming from, where in my opinion, Zeke, without a doubt in my mind, is the best running back in the NFL. Now we're going to get in some snubs. In my opinion, Dak Prescott was snubbed. And the person, and I know what some people are going to say, and they're going to say, who are you going to put him in over? My Opinion is Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott, since coming to the league in 2016, has the second most QB wins. Does anyone know who's first? I'm sure if you're listening to this and you're a sports fan, you do know. It's Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time. So that means in a three-year span, the greatest quarterback of all time is the only Quarterback to have more wins than Dak Prescott. If you want to look at last year's numbers, yes, he did not play great, but look who he was throwing the ball to. Cole Beasley, that's getting old and ineffective. Alan Hearns, who people thought could have produced, but didn't. A rookie, Michael Gallup, who hadn't found himself yet. I think he finds himself this year. He hadn't found himself yet. And then Tavon Austin. The only thing he was there for was punt returns and running fly routes. And you saw in that second game, it was either on the first or second play, Dak lets that ball fly against the Giants, touchdown to Tavon Austin, which is why he's there. And then they trade for Amari Cooper. And Dak's season changes completely. He's got that number one guy that he had in Des Bryant his first two years there. Yeah, Des Bryant was on the decline. He wasn't as good, but he still had that. He still had a number one receiver that he knew would come down with the ball more than he wouldn't. 
And in my opinion, if you need to look at a game, it's the Eagles game. Dak Prescott made the throws necessary to win that game. Where was Carson Wentz during that game? Does anyone know? Does anyone know where Carson Wentz was during that game? Someone jog my memory. Oh, right. He was actually on the field. He hadn't got hurt yet. But he threw 22 times, 32 completions, 228 yards, three touchdowns. Dak threw 42 times with 54 no, 54 throws, 42 completions, 455 yards, and three touchdowns. So, if you want to say, oh, the only reason Dak threw more yards is because he threw more. That's true. That's very true. I can't argue with that. The more you throw, the more completions you should have. So... So, it, the more completions you have, the more yards you have. But Dak threw for 77%. Carson Wentz threw for 67%. So, even with 22 more attempts, he completed, what is it, 19% more of his passes? I mean... And then you have, then you have in the overtime, yeah, they got lucky. They did. But Dak put them in a position to get lucky. Every, you have to have luck in every single football game you play. So then, I would like to look at week 17. And everyone likes to knock on the Cowboys. For their week 17 game, 17 game. About how they almost got. Beat by the Giants. Well one thing that people fail to realize. Is that. Zeke was not playing. You take. Like I said earlier. The best running back. In the league. Out of the equation. Where. Rod Smith ran for 12 times for 35 yards. If you stick with what I said earlier with the, let's say, 4 yards a carry, which is a lot, but I think Zeke does it, and you give him 25 attempts, like I said, he gets 105 yards rushing. So you add 105 yards rushing with Dak throwing for 387 yards and four touchdowns. Is it that close? They were playing everybody. Eli was playing. Saquon was playing. Everett Ingram was playing. Odell wasn't. I'll give him that. Odell was not playing. But, and then... Everyone says, oh, the Cowboys are done. The Cowboys are done. What does Dak do on 4th and 15, I think? He rolls out, throws a crossbody pass to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley makes an amazing catch. 
but Dak put that ball where it had to be for the catch. So I don't see why the hate for Dak Prescott is continuing in the Rams game. They gave up. C.J. Anderson ran all over them. All over them. C.J. Anderson for 23 carries, 123 yards. Todd Gurley had 16 carries for 115 yards. Goff was 15 for 28, 186. Dak was 20 for 32, 266, and a touchdown. And everyone, and in my opinion, through and through, when you add in Woods, Cooks, Gurley, that receiving core at the time was better than Gallup, Cooper, Zeke, Cole Beasley, Tavon Austin. Cole Beasley had one catch for 15 yards. Zeke had two catches for 19 yards. Michael Gallup had six catches for 119 yards, which was amazing. And Amari Cooper had six for 65 and a touchdown. Those don't look like stats that jump off the page and say we should score 22 points. The reason they scored 22 points is because of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott put the team on his back. He led them to a one. It was a one possession game with the two point conversion. That's what it was. And people. And people just don't want to recognize that. If you look, I saw a thing the other day. In last year's season, Bobby Wagner had one missed tackle. Do you know what that missed tackle was? It was on Dak Prescott on third and 13 or 15, juked him out and got to the one, which iced the game against the Seahawks. There aren't many quarterbacks out there that puts it in his hands with the game on the line to run. Quarterbacks want to put it in their arm. And I'm sure Dak would have rather thrown it, but it wasn't there. He ran it, and he had the guts. He had the will to go and get that first down and ice the game. I mean, I don't really see. everyone. People want to say it's his help. Well, every quarterback has to have help. In that game, Dak was 22 for 33, 226, and a touchdown. Right, He ran six times for 29 yards and a touchdown. Carson Wentz cannot use his legs the way Dak can. Carson Wentz cannot lead a team the way Dak can. In my opinion, last year, if Carson Wentz plays all 16, they miss the playoffs. Nick Foles comes in and saves him. Two years ago, that's Nick Foles' Super Bowl. Not... Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz played really well. He, everyone said he was going to be an MVP, MVP candidate. But he was playing in regular season games. Nick Foles was playing in the games. So I don't really see how you can sit here and say that, that, that Carson Wentz is better than... Dak Prescott. I, I just can't see it. Another one I cannot see. There are two more 
that we're going to touch on briefly. Cam Newton and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has a reputation. Has a reputation for not being able to win the big game. Can't perform in the big game. What has that Dak Prescott shown in the big game? It got to the point where when they were 3-5 and five, after that Titans game, every game was a must-win. And they won every single one of them except for the Colts game. They won every single one of them. Kirk Cousins has a Week 17 must-win game, and he crapped down his leg and couldn't get the job done. Yeah, he's going to give you stats, but do you want a quarterback that's going to give you stats or a quarterback that's going to win you games? It should be win you games. And then we have Cam. First off, Kirk Cousins was rated at I think I want to say seventy-seven on this list. No, seventy-eight. He was rated at seventy-eight, and um, Cam Newton was at eighty-seven. You're telling me that Cam Newton, who had an MVP season, and has not been good since. Since the Super Bowl, he's not been the same. That Super Bowl changed him, in my opinion. So are we really going to sit here and say, yeah, they were 6-1, and one, but then they completely fell off, and then they came out about his shoulder problems. Are we really going to buy into the fact the guy, the, yeah, he got his team to a Super Bowl, but got destroyed in the Super Bowl because they didn't deserve to be there. The reason they were there was that their defense carried them to that Super Bowl. Yeah, they played well, they had um, weapons, but that defense was the reason. So we're really going to sit here and say Cam Newton that had one MVP season and fell off since then. Cam Newton that tries to fight people at training camp. Cam Newton that is was 6-1 and one and choked a whole season away and then it came out that he had shoulder problems. We're really going to say that guy is better than a guy that has had the most wins the second most wins in the NFL since entering the season, since entering the seat, entering his career, has the mo- second most wins. Are we really going to say that? Let's look at other quarterbacks that are ahead of Dak, other than those two. Matt Ryan. As of right now, yeah, Matt Ryan's probably better. You can make the argument that. Dak is better because it's what have you done for me lately. Dak got his team to the playoffs. Matt Ryan didn't. And Matt Ryan has more um, weapons. He has Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Austin Hooper, Julio Jones. Julio Jones who is the second best receiver in the league, in my opinion. At least top three. He had all those guys and couldn't get his team to the playoffs. You also... Who else is ahead of Dak on this? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson got his team to the playoffs with DeAndre Hopkins and lost in the first round to the Colts. 
that got his team to the playoffs and won the first round. I'm not saying that Dak is better than Deshaun. I think it's close. I think it could be argued. But I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson should be 51 and Dak shouldn't be on the list. And then you have the most one of the probably the second most puzzling one to me behind Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Don't get me wrong. I love everything about Baker Mayfield. I love his winning pedigree. I love all that. But when you look at it, that team went 7-9. and nine. Miss, They were playing in week 17 to put a team out of the playoffs. So while everything is looking up for the Cleveland Browns, as of right now, are we going to say a guy that carried his team to what, 7-8-1 and one last year? I know he didn't play the first game, first two games. Came in in the third one and won it for him. Are we really going to say that guy is 50th best player in the NFL and Dak Prescott doesn't deserve to be on this list? I mean, then you got Big Ben who didn't make the playoffs last year with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster and an emerging James Conner. Van, uh, Jesse James. Are we going to say that Ben Roethlisberger, at not entire career, at this point in his career, is the 44th best player in the league, and Dak Prescott is not on it at all? That's where I'm coming from. Now, the last point we're going to hit on is Chandler Jones not being on it. He had 13 sacks last year, which was good for seventh. Seventh. Seventh in the league. Tied with a bunch of guys. I just... (laughs) I don't see the thought process... That we're going to have a guy that's tied for seventh in sacks. And he doesn't deserve to be one of the top 100 players in the league. I mean, really? Really? Like, that, that, that's what we're doing now? That a guy that is going to give you, most likely give you double digit sacks every year isn't as good as... Tyler Lockett or Drell Casey, who had seven sacks last year, or I just I just don't get it in my opinion that we put like I'm not saying he should be a top 75 player. I could see him 76 and below, but are we gonna say that Derrick Henry? who's a one-hit wonder? He has one really good game, and people start talking about it. Tyler Lockett, who He's okay. He's not a top 100 player in the league, especially when you've got guys like Chandler Jones on the outside looking in. So in my opinion, the guy that deserved to be on this list the most that wasn't was Dag Prescott. The one that makes me scratch my head the most is probably Chandler Jones. 
and the one that I don't think is rated high enough is Zeke, as I think he's the best running back in the league. Thank you for watching. That'll be it for me. I'll see y'all next time. All right, and we're back with a little bit of baseball talk. It's not going to be long. Um, in yesterday's show, I said that the wild card will come down to the Rays and the Red Sox. Since then, the Red Sox dropped two to the Yankees and are looking terrible. In my opinion, as of right now, at this moment, when I am recording this, put me on tape. I think the Red Sox are out and will not make the playoffs. I just don't see with the way they have playing, with the teams that they're going to have to go against for the rest of the season, I don't see how they make it in the playoffs. Maybe they shock me. Maybe they go on a damn 15-2, to 17-game stretch or something like that, They make and they end up making the playoffs, and they make me look stupid. I'm fine with that. Make me look stupid. But as of this moment, right now, I, I don't see the Red Sox doing anything or making the playoffs. I mean, they look terrible. Their bullpen is awful. Chris Sale, who for a couple years has arguably been the best pitcher in the bigs, has been terrible. He got ejected in the first game today. And when you look at their schedule, they've got one against the Yankees tomorrow night, which I don't think they're going to win. I mean, they're throwing Price, which gives them a chance. He's been the best pitcher on their staff year-round. Then they've got a three. They got a three against the uh, Royals, which they, they might drop one. They shouldn't, but they might drop one. Then they got a four against the Angels at home. So they I think they probably take three or four. But then they got the Indians in Cleveland. They might get swept there. Maybe take one. Then they got a three at home against the Orioles. They should sweep them, but it's the Red Sox this year. The way they've been playing, they probably drop one. Then they go two against the Phillies. I think they lose both those, in my opinion. In my opinion, they lose both of those. Then they go three against the Padres, two against the Rockies. They probably lose three or five of those. Maybe two or five, they come, they come, they get unscathed there. Then they have three against the Angels. Maybe take two. Maybe. I could see him only winning one, though. Then they've got three against the Twins. I think the Twins take two or three or sweep them. I, I don't think the Red Sox win more than one game in that series. Then they've got four against the Yankees. I think they win one. Two at best and split with them, but I see them winning one game. Then they've got a three against the Blue Jays. I, they, I could see them taking two. They at least get one, maybe two. Don't see them sweeping, though. They don't have that pedigree about them this year. Then they've got two against the Phillies. I think they probably lose both of those. They're in Philly. I think they probably lose both of those. Maybe sneak out with one. I don't think they will. Then they got three against the Red Hot Giants, which I said they cooled down, which I'm going to stand by, so I see the Red Sox taking two. 
But then the biggest series all year, three and Tampa Bay, give them all three. In my opinion, give them all three of them. The Red Sox have been terrible. The Rays are playing well. Give the Rays all three of them. That's just me, but that's where I'm going. Then they've got three in Texas against the Rangers. Win one, maybe. I think they're out of playoff contention by then. They know they're out. They're not playing. They maybe win one. Then I think home last homestand against the Orioles, three games. They win two of those, and they're third in the wild card. Or they're first, the first team looking in on the wild card, but they're not in the wild card. And your last year's World Series champs don't even play in the playoffs. That is baseball talk.